And we are back. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey. Long time no see. Jerry, it what happened? You look <laughs> really shaved, weird, Jerry. Jerry. It was he a shaved. rough holiday. <laughs> Things happened. I didn't think I'd be the one saying that. I've been spending the last few days trying to think of what, what was going to be my opening tagline, and I haven't come up with something yet, so... <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to work on that, though, since uh, we need something. So Wither Ghost Jerry. Oh, so fair if, Jerry. Yeah, so I don't know if everybody watched the announcement we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was posted on our various, various sources on Facebook, but it wasn't released in podcast form. But we did do an announcement, uh, which I guess we should really recap quickly here. Because if you're listening to this only in podcast form, then you probably have no idea why Jerry is not talking right now. Uh, Jerry has stepped away into a producer role and he's going to be behind the scenes for the foreseeable future. And he handed me his insane notebook, tapped me on the back and said, uh, there you go. Have at it. <laughs> well, fortunately you have plenty of experience running, yeah. running campaigns. So, you know, it, I, I was, and my wife can attest to this. I have had a lot of late nights and, um, I was really thinking this morning that I've been doing this gig for uh, almost 40 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time I'm feeling a, a high degree of anxiety starting a game in as long as I can remember, mostly because we're actually having people listen on. And there's all these technical bits that I had some awareness of, and we were all sort of collectively part of, but Jerry invested all the time in really learning it. And uh, he and the, uh, Chris down with Dragon's team has have really helped me kind of get up to speed here. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, there, there's a lot of there's there there's really a lot that goes on on the backside. And you think, oh, well, you just hit and record whatever. But no, it's a it's a bit more than that. And uh, hopefully, this is all getting recorded, and you're going to be able to hear it. And if not, we'll be doing this take three. Exactly. And if you are, welcome back, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. It's no kidding. Good to see you quote unquote yes uh, yeah as you can see there's there was a question on facebook i said that was are we going to be back in person and the answer obviously is no not quite yet not yet i feel like it's in sight that little optimism in me that says we're going to get out of the basement at some point mm -hmm. it's yeah. very reflective on the season two of dungeon patrol i feel there was a, like a lot of a parallels if you would yeah, and I was really hoping season three was going to be filled with optimism, you know, with the new <laughs> year and all the wonderful things in store. And 2021 has just said, hold my beer. So I don't know. <laughs> We're going to see what the season and this year has in store for you guys together as we go down this journey. No buckets. No promises. <laughs> all righty. So. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> So in true fashion, we're going to start off the way we always have with our illustrious Alar taking things. Well, it's about time, Jerry. Death Cab for Alar quickly defeated the Golgonans and freed Arvik, who claimed lordship over the pirates, marching off to hold the Dreadgate against the invaders. But the true heroes of our tale took a deeper path beneath the city pursuing Triss's werewolf nemesis, Vosh Glaba. They emerged in a vast cavern, an underground city across a dark lake. What new adventures await our team in this new underground metropolis? Find out on Season 3 of Dungeon Patrol. All season right. 3. Season 3. And that's exactly where we're picking up. The four of you standing uh, at the exit to this long cave that leads a winding way up to Vadragan. And down below you, the cave expands and descends into a vast chamber beyond sight and perhaps comprehension because it disappears into the distance about a mile away and easily if hundreds of feet down uh, this rocky slope. You can see a huge underground lake only dimly illuminated by a vast array of sparkling lights scintillating all across the ceiling that must be hundreds, perhaps a thousand feet above you. The air is still, and down there at the, uh, the bank of the lake, you can see sort of coming out of a cavernous wall, an exposed city 
illuminating the area around it because the city itself is bright and is filled with thousands of lights. Decidedly unnatural, perhaps magical, and you can see spires and buildings of all types. And all of this, about a mile away, the light plays tricks on your eyes a bit. Before you is a winding, packed, I'm going to say road, in the sense that it is smooth, but it's not paved or cobbled or anything like that. I mean, you are in a cave, but you can see that either with purpose or by thousands of feet marching over time, a track has been worn smooth and safe. And it uh, sort of switchbacks its way down about halfway, halfway down towards the city where you can just make out where it then curves and goes into the side of the cavern wall where there's a cave there that is also brightly illuminated. You're kind of left there to take it all in and look at each other to consider your options because you don't see any people close by. Krager will turn to you. Well, this is definitely not what I expected. No, this is, um, this is not what I thought we were going to find. I was thinking there'd be some sort of dark headquarters filled with werewolves. And you are disappointed? I I don't know if I'm disappointed. I'm just I, at a loss. Well, oh, go ahead. This is, I mean, this is kind of cool. Aren't you curious what's down there? I know, my quarry <laughs> is still down there. I am ready to press on. Uh, my friends, I think my path has come to an end, though. I can see this is not going to be an easy task to accomplish. It looks like this is going to take some time. And I'm feeling the call of the city again. But high adventure awaits down below. A city beneath a city. I can see this, and I am deeply torn. But I I have wanted to find my mate and see if my cubs are yet alive. in the allure of those thieves and a new guild and the promise of a position in this new city above tears me in two. Well, if you choose a mediocre life, I don't blame you. I will write you out of the stories, but it is too bad. You cannot accompany us on our our great and epic adventures. I wanted nothing more than to accompany you under the guidance of someone else, but alas, Triss... We've come a long ways, and I feel like I've fulfilled my duty to keep you alive thus far, and you the same for me. I I hope that we can meet again soon, perhaps once this quest is accomplished and you've returned to the surface. Perhaps. I hope you have luck in finding your mate and cubs. As do I. I also suspect that Oaf is going to need some help running the city. Perhaps I can help some way, perhaps put some people in place that can help guide him. All right, see ya. Oh, <laughs> uh, I suppose. Yeah. I, I will. Triss will reach out and like reach up and pat you on your shoulder. He will. He will look uncomfortable for a moment and then go in for a big gropey hug. Oh no, I was not prepared. <laughs> okay. He smells exactly the way you thought he would up close. Okay. Well, this is where I guess I say something like blessings upon you. Yeah. Gonna just cast guidance on him just one last time. Aww. And slowly let my hands just fall down off of his arm. Well, Kragar, the tales of your contributions to the freeing of the city will long be sung in the epics that I pen. Fear not that although you are choosing a more boring path, the time when you were a hero will be sung through thousands of voices. Thank you. And may the shadows guide you. And he will turn, look back one more time, and then disappear up the hall that you came into the illumination of the red lights. And then he's gone, leaving the three of you alone in a strange new world. And somewhere down below, your quarry awaits. Well, that's too bad. Hmm. I feel a little... Um, concerned right now but i i still i must i must find vosh commander vosh and well understand what has happened and probably kill her so i'm not going back up up there with by myself so wherever you go i guess i'm going for now no this is our chance to find new heroics and new opportunities vadragran really hasn't been all that great for uh for my art. 
Perhaps there's a rock opera here somewhere. That's terrible. That's terrible. But you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good deal. Well, then right. it sounds like you're going to press on. Yes. If we can get down into the water, I can. I'm. I can swim. I can turn into an animal that might help us to see what's how we can get through the water. Blow but down, little buddy. Seems the, pretty. The city's steep. on this side of the lake, though. The city is on. Yeah, oh. you're actually. Um, okay. On this side of the lake. All right. Well, let's just let let us start down the trail and be wary. It is disturbing to me that clearly, for a long time. People have come and gone this way, and yet none above have known? Hmm. Well, certainly some above have known. The commander knew to come this way. So it has been known, it is just not everyone has known? Or maybe this is part so of So perhaps the... Vadragan has been controlled by a deep state. That is, that is entirely <laughs> possible. I'm guessing a lot of people are afraid to come down here. I don't know. I, I feel like this probably just there has not been awareness. I have lived in Vadragan my whole life, and I have never heard of such a place. Are you ready to proceed? Yes, I would like to proceed down the path now. I will go first. All right. The path is steep, but your footing is sure as you begin making your way down the well-worn packed stone. Here and there down the way, the, the smooth ramp of sorts turns into a series of steps. Uh, you have a Perhaps a brief flashback to your hike up to the top of the steps in uh, Vadragan. Go speak to uh, the one lone priest. But as I mentioned, you uh, you make your way down. The the lighting here is dim, but you can see this, the city growing as you as you walk. And uh, you basically, even though in in a direct fashion, it's only about a half a mile. As you kind of make your way down the switchback, you end up probably going a good good mile back and forth down this face. When you get about halfway down, again, the path turns and goes to the, I'm going to say in this point, the east, to towards the rock wall, and it moves along a cliff face, and there is an actual railing there that has been erected, and it's made. it looks like it's made out of iron, that you can stand up against and look down the cliff and get a better mm -hmm. view of the city, because at this point, you're about a half a mile from the city. Uh, the cliff drops about 100 feet or so here. So this is the This is the cliff here? Yeah, if you um, but if you want to share it real quick, we can. Okay. So with that, if you want to share the screen and yeah, zoom in. Yep. They're good. That's good. So we're right about here at this point. I made a little cutesy uh, marker there. Okay. You basically switch back. Each of these squares is a hundred yards, so it's pretty far. Okay. So you can see it's uh, down below. It is a walled city. You can actually make out the sounds of city life. Though muffled in the vastness of this cave, I mean, it sounds like distant music and crowds and sort of city sounds you would expect. You can also see dotted out on the um, the lake are small boats, probably fishing boats. No cells, like small oared vessels, dozens if not hundreds uh, scattered about the lake. The lake, again, goes farther than your vision can make out, so it must be miles across. And... You can see coming out of a city gate down there at the bottom, what looks like another, I'm going to say a road, because again, not it's just a packed area. But it does stand out because you can see the small space points of light, like light posts. Not mm -hmm. very close together, but they do sort of mark a path. Moving along the lake, again, almost out of sight, uh, all the way up that coast there to the north. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, from where you're at, there's no easy direct ascent, so you have to follow the trail down here into the cave. Oh, so the, the trail takes us into... Into this rocky wall. Yeah. Okay. Presumably downwards. Alright. I say we press on. As you get closer to the tunnel, you can see the tunnel is not a cave per se. It is a it is distinctly worked. That this is not a natural formation. Uh, mm. And, I mean, it could have been a mine at some point, but it is uh, it is well fashioned. The walls, though rough, are are uniform, and the path here is about ten feet wide and about fifteen feet tall, with a somewhat arched ceiling. You can see um, stretching out down this tunnel, hundreds of feet. Uh, there are spaced out uh, like wooden support beams 
pushed into the sides and I mean, it looks safe. It's smooth, largely free of debris. It looks like somebody has kept this place clean. But the most distinctive aspect of it are the lights that spaced starting right here at the entrance are small. They almost look like shells about a foot in diameter uh, suspended on um, along the left wall or just attached to the wall. And then you can see a looks like some sort of wire running from the shell dozens of feet sort of strung to another peaton hammered into the wall where another shell is attached. And this string of wire and shells just runs down the side of the wall, but each shell is illuminating in a pretty good area, The uh, this walkway. The shells look almost like snail-shaped shells. And they're glowing from within? It is hard to tell if they're glowing from within or from without. So I will go and examine it closely to see if I can understand what is happening. Okay. Uh, you kind of step in there, take a look at the first one. I mean, it, it is it is a fixed in place. Uh, you examine it, and I would say make a perception roll. Ooh, that is very good. Uh, that is a 22. Wow. Okay. That, that is nice. Yeah, the, the you, you're pretty certain it is not from within but the shell itself is radiating light, scintillating bright light. Okay, and this is not a shell that Triss recognizes. It's like, this is a weird creature I'm not familiar with. You could make a, like a nature check. Sure. Hey, Brokos. Yeah. What kind we'll... of shell is this? Let's take a look. Shell, shell, shell. Hmm. Like hand-sized? They're, it, they're it's about, a shell. Like, about a foot in diameter. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. They're big. It looks like a shell that comes from the ocean. <sighs> well done, Brokos. I'm what just a doing my best. of knowledge you are. Anybody else want to uh, thoughtfully uh, examine them? Mm. Yes, I, I examine them, and it looks like I know about a 12 on a 20-point <laughs> scale. I rolled a one, so I'm genuinely impressed by Brokos's knowledge. Mm -hmm. From yeah. the ocean, I see. You, uh, yes, the three of you conclude, well, they appear <laughs> to be natural, and they appear to be some sort of shell. And Brokos seems to have some further knowledge that perhaps it comes from the ocean. You, ocean. You, uh, yeah. you can't, can't really, I would say, Triss, while you don't know what they are, you are inclined to disagree slightly with Brokos' analysis that it's from the ocean, whether or not you want to express that, because you still can't say for certain what these are. Hmm. Maybe they're freshwater as opposed to saltwater creatures from this vast lake down here, perhaps. I, I don't really know. I've never really been in the ocean, so Aww. you could be right. I'll just try to, just try to impress have Alar. A I'll just try to impress <laughs> Alar, that's all. He was um, impressed. You Absolutely. succeeded. Oh, so it when I when when I touch the shell, is it hot? Like, is it warm to the touch? It is not. Hmm. And the the light is not heat based. Which, I mean, you are familiar with magic lights. That's not a uh, a mystic secret. So that does, so does it start at the end the wire and then go to there? Is there like an end of the wire of the it, last it, light? Well, you actually don't see the last light. It continues down this tunnel. Well, okay, the first the where light we, The first light. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Does the wire end? Uh, you, the wire does end there, yes. Perhaps we should follow the light. I kind of want to pull it off the wall. What happens? Better get um, my healing spell ready. <laughs> so you want to pull the shell off the wall? Uh, I just... I, Tris wants to, like, not, not full strength, but just kind of, like, see how firmly attached is it. Okay, not full strength. So you pull gently, because you realize that it is a shell not you know it's not made of wood or stone or anything like that so you pull on it and it uh like it doesn't move but it starts to kind of creak a little bit so you think whatever has affixed it to the wall uh, is more likely the shell will break in your hands or splinter from the wall all right then i will not i will not try to remove it all right yeah let's follow how okay. nice of them to greet us with lights better to see werewolves that's so true <laughs> Okay. Well, you uh, you make your way down this tunnel. The uh, there is a 
a distinct slope to it, but it is not uncomfortably steep. It's just a nice gentle decline uh, as you make your way down the tunnel. It is very straight. Again, you get the sense of this. Very straight. Place. Yeah. Okay. Very straight. Uh, struck a nice gentle ramp leading down. So you follow the lights. The things that you observe, it, 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 again, it seems well-maintained. This is not your typical dungeon tunnel. So huh. some entity or whatever is regularly cleaning this place out. You do come across small areas where, um, I'm going to call it graffiti, where people have written things on the walls or kind oh of my. stuck the walls. Um, I mean, and some of it is written in probably some languages you speak. I mean, there's, does anybody speak goblin? What languages do you guys speak? Do you know what your languages are? Mm-hmm. I speak common, druidic, and sylvan. Because, you know, all the helpful ones. Yeah, exactly. For a city campaign, <laughs> I'm right there with you with common, <laughs> elvish, and sylvan. So, I'm a country boy. I don't remember what I speak, and I don't remember where that is right now. Okay. It's somewhere in uh, D&D Beyond. Yeah, it's the uh, leftmost column. languages. Leftmost column, bottom square. We speak infernal because of right. your race and common. Well, there's definitely uh, some occasional uh, graffiti that you don't understand, but there is some also written in common. Um, people perhaps have signed their names here and there. You can see there's spots where somebody has come by and tried to clean up the graffiti and kind of wipe it off. But then yeah, there's places where it's carved and, but it's, it's not, it's not like a nuisance. You know, and what do we learn of their culture? Uh, you think that the people who are leaving this are probably juveniles. So either the culture itself is entirely juvenile based or perhaps the young of the culture may periodically wander these tunnels and get up to mischief. Um, although the languages that you don't understand definitely puzzle you. Did you, did you find your languages? I did. Yeah. It's just common and infernal. All right, good to know. All right, so you uh, you go several hundred yards down this tunnel, and it continues continues on. However, as you're m- moving forward, you do see some motion, and then you hear a shriek. It's quite high pitched. It echoes very well through this tunnel because I'm assuming you've been moving somewhat silently, unless you've been singing, which I guess with Aylard you never know. But you uh, you hear a shriek. And uh, then it sounds like some uh, follow-up yells, a little bit more visceral. And you see motion coming towards you. I'm going to change the map view here. You um, running into view, moving at a pretty good clip. Uh, you can see what looks like a kobold clutching an orange bag and wearing like a full-bodied green outfit. She, I'm going to say she because... You know, even though you're not maybe well versed in kobold physiology, she she is clearly feminine, and uh, she is running very quickly away from a larger band of uh, less well dressed kobolds. They look more like the type you would expect, and uh, she's looking back over his shoulder and then sees you, and it's clear then uh, she doesn't break stride. That like she's running towards you, shrieking, "Help! Help! Help!" Oh, so in common though, so we. She's screaming in common, yes. All right. Well, it does not look like a very fair fight, so I will, um, yes, pull my new weapon and ready to defend this strange female kobold. A lovely damsel in distress. What a great opener for our adventures. I'll be ready to cast my spell when I can. Excellent. Then let's roll initiative. Yay. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh. Would you like us just to try and... Oh, wait. Uh, if you can just get it into the turn order. If I, if I oh, don't cool. try and click on the screen sharing, that was always helpful. <laughs> did you see yeah, that? Yeah. Did you see my role in the chat on... D, on uh... I did not see your... I I, I know, I saw it. Yeah. No, it doesn't come up, does it? Oh, well. Not, not working. Uh, uh, why does but say... I can't click on my character, though, Don, to set the... Yeah, yes. Okay. Always something isn't there. He didn't give us permission to move our own character. I feel so oppressed. Not only does Jerry look different, but he's acting strangely as well. <laughs> we could just tell you. Well, you do need yeah. to be able to move your stuff, so there we go. That uh, is true. It's because I actually made you characters in here, so I had to go to the... Oh, my. Well, yeah, I He's still fancy dancing. I still can't do it. I don't even see Alar on the turn order. You don't? 
I don't I see, see me, but I have no Maybe. name. You have no name. Well, no name is necessary. Oh, yeah, I see you in no name. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I can move my guy. That worked. Done. Okay. Yeah, I can move Alar, but I cannot. There we go. Okay. I cannot move me. Oh, there. Now I can. Yay. There you can. Okay. Now, can you see all each other's names? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that is good. I still can't add my thing. My. He wants, he wants to, to have a disadvantage, apparently. All right, what's your initiative? 16. Hmm, that's weird. I don't know why I can't do it. Okay. That's exciting. All right. Cool. Sorry, people. We're working out the little kinks here. New campaign. New roll 20. All right. So the screaming kobold, followed by the gaggle of other kobolds, who are clearly armed and dangerous, uh, are running towards you. And Alar, you feel inspired to take the lead. What do you want to do? I want to protect the fair scaly damsel. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the uh, kobolds. I can see on the screen that one of them looks a little bit different. What do I see about that one? Oh, of the group? Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, they are all kobold-sized. There are four that are wearing just looks like simple like hide armor, and they're, uh, they've got some crude swords. And then there's one. He's uh, dressed a bit differently, and he has kind of this large uh, red shaped shield and a spear so he um, he just is equipped differently he does have a slightly different coloration to him okay that's kind of a, some uh, a red skelliness to him where the others are a bit more dirt brown well I will strum on my lute and sing a song of danger everywhere as I reach into the mind of one of the front kobolds Roll me an intelligence save, please. Mm. Kobolds are notoriously intelligent. Oh, I am so sorry. I rolled a natty 20. Oh, you did? I did. Start today out right. probably the only (laughs) chance he had at making that save. (laughs) So despite the fact that everyone was greatly entertained by my little ditty, nothing happens. Nobody knows that it didn't work, though. Just thought you were entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that happened. But I will also uh, move up closer to... uh... All right, so you move up? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, next in initiative order is the the young female kobold in the green suit. And uh, she is drawn, perhaps gravitated towards your fine singing and thinks it must be for her. And she goes running uh, right past you. And it goes all the way back there next to you guys and it still continues like help me help me they're trying to kill me well you ran past me i'm right here (laughs) it seems like she may be practical in that she's trying to put you between her and them um tris so you see this kobold clutching this orange bag uh looking frantic as she kind of is panting and, and stops near you uh looking hopeful all right so i will move up well yeah just in front of alar and then call out to the other kobolds and say, and have my, I have my uh, sword ready and just say, why are you chasing this woman? All right. You call out to them, menacing tone in your voice, no doubt. Are you, uh, are you, are you doing anything else besides moving and calling? I'm just moving and calling. I'm going to try and defuse the situation first. That's fair. Okay. Um, as you call out to them, Brokos, you get to come up from the rear. What do you want to do? <clears throat> I am going to maybe not pick up the diffusion completely, but I am going to try to hold them. I'm going to cast, uh, I'm going to cast uh, entangle to try to get them to stop coming towards oh, them. So it. I'll need you a strength check or a strength saving throw, please. And is that like a, that's an area, right? That kind of like creates. Yep, it is. It covers them all because it's um, it's going to be twenty foot square foot. So I'll put it so it covers them all. If you want, I don't know if you have a spell point or something. I do. So it's a 20 foot radius? Correct. Square. So whatever. Just the middle so it covers them all. Okay. And you said strength check. Yes, sir. All right. So we'll start. 16 is, the, 16 is my DC. Oh, here we go. There's the entangle. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. Huh? Fancy. Okay, front guy. Is going to be a fell, so he will be. He's insane. just yeah, he's restrained. Second guy, uh, he got a 
15? Nope. So it's a fell? Yep. 16 is my DC. Third guy is also going to be entangled. Oh my goodness. Well, this is not looking good for the kobolds. They're all entangled. So, and then I'll just use my free action to say, to say, answer her. All right. The one that appears to be the leader uh, shouts back something uh, in a language you don't understand. It sounds reptilian in nature, but he seems to be commanding the others who, uh, though entangled, pull out their slings and proceed to send a barrage of sling stones in your direction. So they are going to, they're going to send two attacks at Triss here. So I believe restrain, they might have a disadvantage. But let me check real quick, okay? All right, if you can verify that, that would be useful. Uh, Their speed is zero, and attack rolls of the creature have advantage. The creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. And you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, so So, the first one's going to be miss. The second one will be a 14 to hit Triss. The third one is a miss. I'm assuming the 14 does not hit you. 14 does not hit, no. Okay, so a hell of sling stones clatters about you, echoing around the tunnel, and you see them begin uh, kind of furiously pulling at the entanglement uh, in uh, a bit of anger. Uh, Alar, what would you like to do now? Hmm. Come now, there's no need for all this. Triss has done you no harm. Please tell us, what challenge do you have with this kobold? And I will move forward and strum my loot again. Let's see. I will attempt to cast a spell on the leader. So I need a wisdom save. And that is not good. So that is going to be a seven. Okay. A glowing uh, wreath of leaves appears upon his head. And uh, he is now charmed by me. Who isn't? Who, who isn't? Well, you know. But the laurels will uh, demonstrate quite clearly to everyone else that I am beloved. I see. It's my version of Crown of Madness. Nice. All right. He, be, uh, he stops his maniacal shrieking at his lackeys and uh, begins to gaze upon you somewhat affectionately, thinking perhaps you are some long lost kin of his or more. Nicely done, Alar. Um, the kobold in the back is going to just stay where she is. She will, she will stop stop her shrieking and uh, watch with amazement as you are easily handling all of these kobolds. Uh, Triss, what would you like to do? Uh, so I will come up to this point and I will call out again and say, Why are you chasing her? What harm has she done? Now he's inclined to answer me, right? He's my friend. So he will respond, uh, it is the will. We must kill the insiders. He will actually reply to you in uh, common. That's that's what you get. Okay. You want to do anything else, Tris? Um, well, I mean, I guess I can, con- I will go ahead and close the distance, but then that takes more than a, so I will, cl- I, I'll get right up on him. You may not know a lot about kobolds, but uh, from what you've heard, they're not notoriously uh, cooperative or friendly. Well, no, I know that, but, you know, I thought I'd give them a chance. That is respectable. Okay. And I'm sure that they appreciate it. (laughs) I don't think they do, but, you know, such is life. All right. Brokos. As soon as I see Triss move, I'll kind of... I'm just going to check my distance really quick. Okay, I'll kind of walk. I'm going to get up next to Alar. And then I am going to, while I'm concentrating on the one spell, I'm going to cast right in the spot next to Triss. Uh, I'm going to cast Mold Earth and turn it into, uh, so she's kind of, she's flanked or she's right next to uh, rough terrain. So, oh, like, choke point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll create right in that spot Mold Earth, and it will be uh, rough terrain. And that's my turn. And then I'll say to Alar. Is that new? Is that a new song? I just haven't had a lot of success with it prior to this. Oh, beautiful. Nice. That's my turn. Okay. So the area next to Triss is difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. I'll throw a little magic cube up there. I'll mark that. All right, then. It is the kobold's turn. So in order to break free, they just have to make a string. They got to succeed their check. Yep. 
but they are at disadvantage to to do that. Uh, nope, just on dexterity checks, not on strength checks. All right. So the um, the one adjacent to Triss, uh, since she's provided him opportunity to poke at her, uh, he is going to pull out his dagger, and uh, even though he is at disadvantage, he will slash at her. And that is ineffectual at best. Uh, the one next to her is going to try to break free. And is that also still DC 15 to do that? 16. 16. Okay. Added that. They are really, really weak. All right. And so the one that is charmed, uh, he will stand there, I guess, complacently. I mean, you don't really command him. He just is no longer. Uh, I kind of do, actually. Um, I can make him attack someone I want. Nice. <laughs> um, he can, you know, if I choose nobody, he can act normally, but um, a charm creature, a charm target must use this action before moving on each of his turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. It can act normally if you choose no creature. Magic is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so rude. So <laughs> uh, are you mentally choosing anything? Um, given that the nasties are still attacking my friend... I'm going to punish the one that swung its dagger at my friend. Bad kobold. All right. Then he will use his spear and attack the kobold in front. Uh, I think he actually is probably going to hit them, even with disadvantage. That is going to be... Yes, that is going to be a hit. Cool. Yep. Poor, poor kobolds. Uh, he stabs the first one in the back. Uh, who is now very surprised that his leader is attacking him. But he then will make a, a second attack and do it again. He must be resistant because he's rolled minimum damage on both of those. So he manages to not kill his ally. No, he could have done so. Uh, but he's smiling cheerfully as he pokes at his friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, how long does the... Uh, these things last for a while, right? You're... Um, the entangle uh entangle lasts for a uh, minute yeah all right well as long okay. as i'm concentrating you know. it, it right. can make uh the the leader can make a wisdom save at the end of its turn so he is not feeling very wise all right here i thought i created a nice little challenge for you but this is what it feels like all right alar what do you want to do oh it's my turn again okay um well let's see 10 foot. Well, I don't want to do that. Um, 2 foot cube. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, I think I'm going to uh, strum a little shanty in honor of Triss and grant her bardic inspiration. Is it a sea shanty? Those are all it's, the a, right it's a cave shanty right a now. Cave, so a cave shanty. It's a new... It's a new... It's the next big thing. It is, yeah. All right, Tris, you are feeling inspired. And and what does that mean precisely? Um, my bardic inspiration right now is gives you a D8 Ooh. to any ability check, attack, or saving throw. Oh, all right. All right, cool. All right, Tris. The other kobold is gingerly moving up behind you, watching again with awe, but not doing anything to contribute. Uh, she doesn't seem to be... Well, you, you notice that she did have a dagger like in a sheath, but she's not like a combatant. Uh, Triss, yes. so there's the one in front of you who seems determined to do you harm, even though the one behind him is distracting him a bit. I, I, I'm going to have to stab him. But I have advantage, right? Because... You do. Most certainly do. So that is um, 20 to hit. That's an easy hit. Not even including... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a 21. Not even including the... Mm. Uh, Bardic inspiration. Yeah, you don't need to use it if you don't want to. I, yeah, I, I will just hold on to that for right now. Yes, he's not well armored, though he is quick. Uh, so that is um, eight damage. Yes, you uh, you hew him easily in twain, and uh, <laughs> he falls at your feet. Um, yeah, I believe you have another attack. I do have another attack, and so I will, yes, I will attack the one that is, you know, at the angle to me oh and that is a 24 to hit uh, again another hit oh and that is a nine 
two damage. All right, it is not quite as bloody, but you still slash him mightily, and he crumples beneath you. Oh, I think that I, I, I think that is good. I think I have made a point, and let's see how they respond. <laughs> All right, uh, Brokos. Uh, so down a couple of them. So while we have them in in this predicament, I am going to. Uh, I'm just going to watch her handle this and kind of enjoy it. And uh, I will cast another mold earth behind them. So they, so right here, a difficult, more difficult terrain. Okay. Yeah. And they are, their entanglement is difficult terrain. So uh, I, I feel like Triss has, has got this and she needs to wet her blade a bit. Work out a little, a little stress in the last Yep. Okay. Yep, and I'll kind of step up back behind this little here, and that's my turn. Okay, well, the two uncharmed kobolds are feeling a great deal of fear as they've seen two of their compatriots die handedly, and now their leader is not acting correctly. So they are both going to frantically try to break free. Uh, the one in the back, unsuccessful. Oh, but the one in the middle tears free. So he will retreat. Uh-huh. Um but it is difficult terrain, so he can do that. But he will provoke, actually, I believe, because he's not disengaging, not, not really thinking it through. So are you going to continue to will his commander to do that? Well, that's only on his turn, technically. If you want to read the, how it's actually written, on his turn, I can make him attack. So and Technically, he would have a reaction on his turn like anybody else. Okay. Okay, so the reaction, if if that's what it is, then yeah, I would attack the fleeing kobold. Okay, he will do so. Uh, he misses. So the fleeing kobold managed to get free, and he's not going to make it very far, though, since he had to go through all those spaces. Well, that's not good. Uh, so he shrieks a bit and runs a little bit away. And the other one stands there, and so the leader then had that reaction, do you want him to just do attack the other guy? Um, yeah, I, I think I will have to do that. Okay, that is going to be a hit. All right, so he uh, he pokes once and misses and then pokes a second time and uh, does a pretty substantial thrust through the guy's gullet. It does not die, but he's very miserable right now. It's like, why, why? <laughs> And the leader gets a wisdom save at this point. A little dirty. Ooh, perhaps that is going to be a 16. Okay, you make it. Oh, okay. So his eyes go clear. What have I done? What <laughs> Looking I around done? at his, his forces demolished some, some nearly at his own hands. And I guess so your crown then fades away. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. All right, but he's already done his action for the round by poking at his friend, so that's that's all he can do. So we are back to Alar. Okay, um, well, at this point, I will call out after the fleeing kobold uh, with a pithy jab about his cowardice. <laughs> he gets to make a wisdom save <laughs> as I viciously mock him. Uh, that would be a six. A six. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do five points of psychic damage. Oops. So rude. He has so little psychic ability as it is, but it does not fell him, but he distinctly trips a bit and nearly falls. But uh, you think that you've only terrified him even further, clinging to life. He may he may run away some more. You can uh, you hear the cold behind you actually started cheering. Great job, guys. Wow. What heroism! <laughs> I'll I'll look over my shoulder and wink at her. <laughs> wow. Okay. And toss my golden locks. Uh, she, you see, she clutches her little bag tighter. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh my. Uh, Tris, what would you like to do? Well, I'm gonna firebolt the fleeing guy. Yeah, that's right. And that is a twenty-one. Oh my goodness! Okay, give me some damage. Oh, sorry. These are—it's a different die. I have to find the right die. That's there we go. Okay. I forgot you can do that. Oh, nine. That's thirteen damage. So so much more fun when you know I was on your side. 
All right, so he'd, he'd just barely recovered from his uh, mental breakdown when your firebolt catches him square in the back. It just crushes his little scaly spine in. He's blown forward, somersaults, and comes to a sad sack of a halt. And such is the price of cowardice. Cobalt have learned that lesson for millennia. All right. Right now I get a second. That's that's just my... Oh, but wait, there's more. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to the firebolt. I don't want to get into the... No. I don't want to step into the entanglement, so... You can only cast one spell. That's oh, even though, it's a, even though it's a cantrip? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you can... One spell, your attack, your melee attack, like your attack, like a physical attack is two. Oh. It lists it under actions. Yeah. And it says attacks two per action. So I just thought I could do that twice. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just one spell. If it was like Eldritch Blast, you'd get two blasts, you know, but... Or beam, something like of. of uh, I mean, it says okay. All right. You can ca- cast a cantrip. Yeah, it's a cantrip. As a bonus action. Like, is it a bonus action? I mean, it's a cantrip. But cantrip is still if it still says one rate one action. What does it require? Yeah. One action. One yeah. action is one action. Two attacks are in one action. I see. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, then that's all I can do. Okay. But you killed him, so. I wanted to kill the other one. In due time, Tris. Greeting time. All right, broke us. Right. Okay. Well, I want my chance to kill something. Um, I'm going to the one here back behind when he's struggling to get out. The one over here. I'm going to create a whip out of thorns, and it's oh. going to crack and come at him. That sounds painful. It, it probably is. I haven't tested it out, but you know. And that's a 17 to hit, as you see there. That is a hit, indeed. And then it's piercing damage of six points piercing damage because whips him. So your whips wrap around his body, tearing away his flesh, exposing things beyond as he screams one last wail of agony and collapses into your entanglement, hmm. leaving the uh, one larger uh, scaled horror in front of you. He He's very, very concerned now, though. He's still entangled and alone. Oh, now he's concerned? (laughs) He thinks perhaps things are not going to go his way. After I twisted his little brain? (laughs) So he's going to try to break free. Oh my gosh, but he's struggling with his little cobalt body. (laughs) Strength is not their strong suit either. No, it's not. It is not. So, uh... So his, uh, yeah, his bra- bravado is turning to fear as he's trying to break free, but fails. And we are back to Alar. Well, I will uh, viciously mock the leader as well. You can give me a wisdom save, please. That is going to be a 13. Okay. So I mock his uh, kobold hood and his poor leadership and his weak spirit, and do four points of. He uh, he takes your mockery. You think he's made of sterner stuff, though, oh. uh, than uh, than his lackeys. So uh, he, he's. Oh, um, I'm just sowing the seeds of doubt right now. Like should have used the mama joke. The mama joke is a deadly one. All right, Tris. Uh, your mama I... scales are so thin. <laughs> How dare you mock the mother? Oh my. All right, well, I'm going to firebolt him, too. In the face. Yep. And that is a 20. That is a hit. So that is this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, 10 damage. All right, you uh, blast him across the shoulder. He sort of spins a bit. However, that is fire damage, correct? Yes. It does not seem to fully affect him. Ah, crud. All right. Brokos. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump on top of the pile of rubble here, and I'm going to cast another thorn whip, and going to try to whip him as well. Whip it good. That's a 21. Yes, that's... that's and that's seven points of piercing damage. And I'm ten feet in, so I pull him oh. towards me. Oh, nice. Well, I don't think... If, if you want well, to make a strength check, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because given that he is technically entangled, I would say you would need to 
probably beat the... If the attack hits, the creature takes a piercing damage, and if the creature is large or smaller, you pull the creature up to 10 feet closer to you. There's no saving throw. Well, I'm, I'm not suggesting a saving throw for him. I'm just going to try to drag him. I'm just saying you're competing against... Um, your own spell. Your own spell. Yeah, the vines. Like, the vines oh. are holding him in place. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't know what the official ruling is, but I'd say you would probably need to, like, you were breaking... Then, then I won't... Yeah, I won't... I mean, I won't, I'll just make what? it look like I'm pulling... But really well, I would not. say just go ahead and make a roll because you can oh, okay. like strength roll. Yeah, not, not, not the best of the. Nope. <laughs> Do I pull myself in my own attack? <laughs> <laughs> so you you strain the, the, the you strain against it, but the vines hold him fast. But yeah. you, you, you probably tear him even more as he's like being pulled between your spells. And I just hope to God that Tristan didn't see that and kind of like look around and in embarrassment. All right, he becomes enraged. He's determined to break free of this. And he does. He breaks All right. free. All right. Um, but at this point, he's not going to flee. He is going to foolishly charge towards Chris. So he, er, Tris, so he will step up. I'm going to move this body out of the way here. So he will get out of your entanglement and step into you. Uh, but that his action is to break free, right? So he doesn't get another. Correct. That's his action. Okay, so he steps forward, Triss, spear, spear and shield ready. Grim determination on his scaly face. Okay. And, and uh, Aylar. Okay, well, yeah, let's just continue to mock him. Just because I'm enjoying that. Ooh. He rolled a 90-20 this time on his save. Hmm. Okay. So obviously he's dealt with tons of taunts about his mama scales. <laughs> I, I, he maybe perhaps he's just you you went too far you know once you talk about somebody's mama yep you know, yep so i get it that's it that's it he's not gonna not gonna stand for that <laughs> all right all right tris uh okay. i mean this guy stepped in he uh you can you notice you know there's that little burn spot where you hit him but uh yeah the he does have like a red hue to his scales. all right well he's here now so i'm going to just slash at him because he's standing here yeah so that's an 18. That is a hit. Okay. So. Six. So that's nine. All right. You, uh, he tries to parry you with a shield, but uh, your, your damage gets through. But okay. he's clearly tough. Okay. Can I go again? You can go again. Okay. That is a 22. All right. Of course that hits. Uh, that's only four damage, though. All right. Still standing. Brokos. Try one more whip. Twelve? Twelve does not hit. Uh. Which means he can now level his spear at the Valiant Triss. And let's see what he can do. Uh, that'll be a 22 to hit. That does hit me. All right. Let's see if he can actually roll better than minimum damage. Kid you not, that is his third one he has rolled. So, Tris, that's going to be two damage. Okay. And he's making a second attack. And that is going to be a 17 to hit. That does hit me. There we go, for eight damage. Oh, so Finally, his spear finds a fleshy bit between your chinks and your armor. And you realize he, you know, he's, he's not a slouch, unfortunately, but uh, you guys have really put him at a disadvantage in this. Alar. Your friend is uh, bleeding a bit. Okay. Well, I will uh, intone a healing word and heal those two hit points up. Um, and then uh, mock the kobold for his ineffectual attempts to harm us. All right. So you heal her too? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I rolled an eight, but she only has two. So No, no. No, I have eight. I have ten total. Oh, yeah. you... You're 10 down? Okay, so you're 8. You're up yeah, 8. I know. Yeah, he actually got a good hit on her. Uh, this time, he rolls a 2, so he's not going to resist this mock. Okay, let's try to roll as well as I did on that. Nope, only uh, 6 points of damage, but still. All right, his determination is decidedly faltering now. He's he's looking like he's starting to sag. There's not much left in, in him. All right, Triss. You think you could probably finish this off? I would like to finish this off. Um, that is a 19. That's a hit. Okay. 
but that's only four damage. I'm rolling minimum. Go again? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And that is a 22. That's a hit. And that is um, eight. Eight damage. All right. As you give him one more grievous slash, he drops to his knees, his spear falling from his grasp, and he looks at you and just says, the sleeper will rise. The what? Exactly. It's it's a bit garbled, and he uh, slumps at your feet, bleeding out. Uh, all right. From behind. Well, I will I will turn and do a sweeping bow with my cloak before our rescued and kobold flourish. Friend. Yes, absolutely. She uh she kind of claps their little hands. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You saved my life this day. I don't know what they were doing in this tunnel. This is a this is a service tunnel. They're they're not supposed to be here. Oh, to who to whom do I? Oh, the the honor and the thanks. Um, but first, who are you, and who are they, and why were they trying to kill you? And who is the sleeper, and who are the insiders? We have so many questions. Okay, but start with that. Who are you? Uh, well, I'm I'm field engineer, uh, Sila Silverscale. Field engineer. All right. <laughs> I write that down. And who are they? I I don't I don't know precisely. We we've been having some attacks, but not usually in these tunnels. Well, actually, no, not not ever in in these particular tunnels. They've been mostly over in the mines and a few near the crypts, but but not the service tunnels. This is a decided encroachment. I must report it to management. This is just a just a breach. Uh, it's just unacceptable. But yeah, they I don't know. They I've heard that they call themselves the Dreamers. They seem to be wanting to bring down all that is good and right in the world. It's not much of a dream. And what do they have against you? What harm have you done to them? Well, I'm sure it's not me personally. I think it's against uh, the, the, the advancement of civilization, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a field engineer. And are are you from the city below? Well, oh, yes, of course. And wait, what is, what is the city's name again? Oh, well, it's... It's officially called uh, Subterra, but uh, most most of, most people call it Knockabout. I mean, once you've lived there long enough, you understand why. Knockabout. Hmm. And you say this is a service tunnel? What does that mean? Well, this it provides access to the, uh, the the connecting tunnels and the, uh, the the well, obviously the place where you just came from. Um, I, I, so she seems a little flustered just with all the questions since she's not used to either being questioned or the fact that people don't know these answers. You know, you can see her just sort of clutching her little bag. Uh, you notice it has a little, like a logo on it um, that kind of looks like you can make it out. It looks like a little, uh, almost like an image of a sun. A sun? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and it actually says Copaco underneath it? It does. Okay. So what does a field engineer do? Well, I, I, I do many things, but mostly I keep the lights on in the tunnels. Oh, the lights, the lights are very impressive. Tell me about these lights. <laughs> she kind of cocks her head in a def- decidedly reptilian way. I, how do you mean? Well, the, the, what kind of shell is that? Oh, well, it's, I mean, they're, I mean, we, we grow them. They're, they're made from uh, flail snails. Flail snails. Flail snails. Do they come from the ocean? No, of course not. They're, they're, <laughs> the caves, they're, they're cave snails. Little, little little baby ones. Well, now I know. Little baby ones. Hmm. That sounds oh, like they grow quite large, of course. Huge, even. I will uh, dismiss the spell, let go of my concentration of the earth. I want to check out this bigger, while they're talking, I would like to just check on the bigger kobold to see if he's got any goodies. Uh, yeah, so if you start rifling through his possessions, uh, he has, I mean, obviously a spear. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm going to say standard issue in that it is not poor quality. It, I mean, it actually has an iron tip and it seems well-crafted, but not magical or anything. Other, otherwise, mm-hmm. it jumps out at you. It's just a good quality spear. And, I mean, he's wearing, uh, like, fitted leather armor. It's, it's a step above crude. I mean, it's still all clearly cobalt manufacturer, but um, 
you know, it's not not the crude stuff that the other ones were wearing. Mm-hmm. So it definitely sets him above the others in that sense. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the thing that probably may catch your eye the most it was the shield that he's holding because mm-hmm. now that things are going quickly and you have a, have a moment to look at it, the shield itself appears to be like one large. A red-hued scale, like it's all one piece. Ooh. Oh my! Okay. Does it have a logo? I'm sorry. Does does, does it, it have like a logo? Heraldry? Anything? Um, no, it does oh. not. I, I thought that maybe it, we would find out what the Dreamer logo was too, so we could just. Does it have anything writing on it, or is it just? It's just a it's ordained just a, scale. Just a scale. It, it is just a scale. I would like to kind of then throw it over, um, you know, put it on my backpack or kind of there. Anything else, or that's just about it. Just a a, a warrior's gear. Uh, yeah. So he um, he there is a um, he has a small pack like a satchel on his back mm-hmm. with some basic provisions. There's some uh, like some like cured like little cured cave lizards Ooh. in there. Ooh. Uh, and then uh, look at a little cooking kit, some crude stuff. I mean, you can kind of fish through it. Mm. Nothing of value, and and he doesn't have any coins or anything, sure, um, or any like trade goods. It, it's it looks like uh, it, he probably hasn't traveled far with the meager provisions. So maybe there's... I'm just gonna sniff the 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 jerky and then taste it. If it yeah, no reason not to keep that. Uh, okay, it, it I mean it doesn't smell foul and mm-hmm. uh, if you take a little nibble off of it it uh, your mouth is immediately filled with heat because it definitely is seasoned with oh, something nice uh, very very spicy all right i'll, I'll tuck that away that, that, that covers up the cannibalism brokos Ooh, i'm not the one i'm not a lizard but you're cool with eating sentient beings we don't know the provenance of that meat oh my i'm just saying you're talking so to a druid who turns into a dog. Whoa. You know, the whole okay. the whole sentient thing is I really Yeah, I don't I don't want to think about what you eat when you're a dog, man. <laughs> right, exactly. So the uh, the the cobble well uh, so I, I I need to get back and 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 uh, you know file this uh management no, but uh, you should you should probably come with me just in case there's more of them. And plus I, I need to fill out an SMA report. I, I, which which guild are you part of? I'll see that the the requisition gets into submit payment for this. We are. I look at. I look at Alar. So do I. Part of, <laughs> we are part of the Troubadours Guild. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I it's a small a guild. You haven't heard of it. I I didn't know that they were they were players. I mean, play, players players in the scene. Troubadours. <laughs> I made it funny. Um. Troubadours Guild. I, okay, she she pulls out a small notepad and scribbles that down. Uh, can I? I will need a contact name then. And uh, which uh, is there a guild hall address? I, I don't know how to file this. You wouldn't know where it is. It uh, we we you know we built it at, at camp, and uh, <laughs> it's originally from Canada. You you wouldn't know it. <laughs> not not as yet. We don't have a hall yet. We we'll just accompany you. I'm sure we can help you yeah. work it all out. So, I mean, your your, your unusual questions uh, amidst all this. Are you are you not? You're not. You're not from. You're not from Knockabout. No, no, we are not from Knockabout. And okay, so you're not from Knockabout. So are you? But you're not. You're not with uh, the the Arcanum then. The Arcanum? No, we are not. Tell us more of the Arcanum. So you're not with a local guild, and you're not with the... Not yet. Kingdom. So you're outsiders. You're outsiders, yes. Um, Will that be a problem? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Of course not. Not a problem at all. In fact, this might be very fortuitous. I, I might be able to wipe out a demerit or two out of this. Oh, please, Humor, if you would be so good to escort me back... Uh, I would I would like to take you to see the our chief engineer. He there was a there was a note on the board uh, that we're looking for individuals not with guild affiliation. Perhaps we could help each other. Not that you haven't helped me. I so mean, I'm anybody, sure anybody paid out of this. 
anybody who comes down here, do they have to kind of go through this area? Is this the only way down? Uh, when you say down, you mean from up well, the way up, you came down? From. Yes, from the surface. Do you see many large folk like ourselves coming through? I mean, I mean, no disrespect. You're you're not very large. I mean, I've seen larger. We're larger than her. He's, She's he's, a small creature. He's but been she more... points at Triss. But, but I mean, you know, I mean, I would say you're more on the effeminate side, really. I mean, she's she's stoutly built. <laughs> I've been working out, you know. Oh my goodness. Oh, you right. got those little teenage muscles. 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups every That's day. That's right. That's right. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be difficult. What exactly are you saying? I, you know, I... Well, how about we, we walk and talk? Very well. Come. Come this way. And yes, uh, it, you know, at the very least, I, I'll, I can, I can, uh, we can get you lunch. Uh, yes, um, I can expense it. Let's get lunch. Uh, how do you feel about a chow burger? As she says, as she begins leading you down the hall. All Sounds right. good. And I think we will start stop there. Ready to get a chow burger for next time. Now I have an appetite having, for a chow burger. Having reached the Underdark and uh, defeated your first enemies, the kobolds, and made allies out of kobolds. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't. I felt a little bad about the kobold slaughter. They were given a chance, Triss. I, I, I mean, to be fair, you did. I tried. You really did extend that olive branch. And what do you do? And so. apparently they are part of a group of mad cultists yeah. among the kobolds. So The, the kobold cult. Okay. Mm -hmm. More mysteries to be solved next time. All right. Sounds okay. good. Well, we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please take a moment to rate us as this goes a long way to promote us. If you love our show, we are on Patreon. Even a dollar a month can help keep the content coming. For other adventures in the world of Atlas, check out our sister show, Down With Dragons, on YouTube or Twitch at Monsters of Roll. Dungeon Patrol is a Monsters of Roll production. We will see you next week. This dungeon has been patrolled.